Remind me again. Why do I need to confess my sins to a priest? Can't I just go straight to God? Welcome to the podcast of St. Basil the Great Catholic Church in Brecksville, Ohio, with homilies, talks, and interviews relevant to your Catholic faith. God bless you and enjoy. This is the first episode in a new series called Remind Me Again, where we will briefly cover those topics and questions that pop up in almost every Catholic's mind, but we either forget the answer or never heard it. So, remind me again, why do I need to confess my sins to a priest? Can I just go straight to God? Great question. So let's start here. We have an incarnational faith, right? It's not just a spiritual religion. It's the marriage of the spiritual and the material. After the first Christmas, we could see and hear and touch God in the person of Jesus. So before the incarnation, God the Father forgave sins, but it was from up in heaven, right? In the Old Testament, God forgives sins many times. Now, he could have kept that system going, but things changed after God became man in Jesus. When the second person to the Holy Trinity, the Son of God, came to earth, sins were now forgiven with a human voice, by someone with human nature. This was, of course, the divine person Jesus, who's still God, but he had a human voice and audibly spoke the words, Your sins are forgiven. In Luke chapter 7, Jesus says out loud to the sinful woman who washed his feet with her hair and tears, Your sins are forgiven. In Mark chapter 2, Jesus says out loud to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven. So God desired that people would hear with their own ears that they were forgiven and their sins were washed away. The Catholic Church knows human nature. The church in her wisdom knows that sometimes we need to hear an audible voice with our own ears. We hear that we're forgiven so that we don't second-guess it. If we only ask God for forgiveness in our mind or heart, it's easy to second-guess ourselves and wonder, was I forgiven? Was I sorry enough? Was I just talking to myself? Did God hear me? Did God forgive me? But when you go to confession, there is no doubt that you are forgiven. You hear the words. You don't have to rely on a feeling. So can you ask God directly for forgiveness? Well, of course you can, and you should. And in fact, you do, every time you pray the Our Father. In the Our Father, we pray, forgive us our trespasses. So we ask for forgiveness then, and God can forgive us directly at that point for venial sins. There are other practices and prayers that cancel out venial sins, but when it comes to mortal sins, those serious sins that don't just damage our relationship with God, but break it, that's when we need to go to the sacrament of reconciliation. All mortal sins committed after baptism are forgiven through sacramental confession. This isn't just what the Catholic Church holds, it's what Jesus himself wanted, And he's the one who started this church and gave it its sin-forgiving power. So now let's approach this question from the biblical angle and check out the Gospel of John. In chapter 20, Jesus rises from the dead and goes to meet a bunch of his best friends, 
the disciples. Now keep in mind, he was only around for 40 days before he ascended into heaven. So if you're only going to be around for a couple weeks, then you're going to choose very wisely your words and your deeds. So what's the first action Jesus performs after rising from the dead? He comes to his apostles through a locked door and says this, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. This is mind-blowing. If a priest forgives me, then God forgives me? Yeah, that's what Jesus said explicitly in John chapter 20, verse 23. So why would Jesus give this gift, this power, this authority to priests if he didn't want them to use it? It wouldn't make any sense. He gave the gift so we would use the gift. Also notice how Jesus tells the disciples, if you forgive the sins of any, they're forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they're retained. Now, how would the disciples know which sins to forgive and which to retain? They're not mind readers, so the only way they would know is if they are told. That's confession. Have you ever wondered why confession is always held on Saturdays? Well, it's celebrated on Saturdays because Saturday comes right before Sunday. And on Sundays, we receive Holy Communion. But we can't receive Holy Communion if we've committed a mortal sin, because that breaks our relationship with God. And we need to repair that relationship by asking and getting forgiveness first. When we go, we're not only reconciled to God, but also to God's church. The sacrament makes that clear. Sin is not just a matter between me and God. Of course, when we sin against another person, we involve that person, and it's not just between us and God. But even when we commit a sin just in our own minds or hearts, for example, intentional lust or anger, that could seem like it's just between us and God and no one else that is involved, but it's not because we're all connected as members of the body of Christ. The good I do helps the entire body of Christ. And the bad I do harms the entire body of Christ. Read 1 Corinthians chapter 12 for a beautiful explanation of that interconnectedness of the parts of the body. It's beautiful, but it also puts a real responsibility on us to repair our relationship, not just with God, but with the rest of the body, the church. All right, so the sacrament of reconciliation is the ordinary method Christ established for the forgiveness of sins. It's the ordinary method. But what if you can't get to confession because of extenuating circumstances? Or what if you're about to die and there's no priest around? Well, God, in his goodness, in addition to the ordinary way of sacramental confession, has an extraordinary way to forgive us. It's extraordinary. It's extraordinary. It's not the usual way. It's called an act of perfect contrition. It's a prayer right to God from our heart where we express perfect sorrow for our sins. Not out of fear of hell, 
but out of love of God. And it must include a firm resolution to go to sacramental confession as soon as we can. You can read more about an act of perfect contrition in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Check out all the paragraphs, actually, in the 1400s. I also got to mention that the question, why must I confess to a priest? Can I go right to God? That question has a false dichotomy in it. Because going to confession is going to God. The priest acts in persona Christi, which is Latin for in the person of Christ. Remember in Luke 10, 16, when Jesus said, he who hears you, hears me. Or remember in Matthew 18, 18, when Jesus said, truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. When we go to the priest, we are going to God. This is how Jesus set up the forgiveness system. The Bible confirms this, and so do the earliest Christians. In the first couple centuries after Christ, St. Irenaeus, St. Cyprian, St. John Chrysostom, St. Ambrose, St. Jerome, even our own St. Basil the Great, they all wrote about confessing to a priest in the Sacrament of Reconciliation. So, go to confession. Feel the weight lifted off your back. Hear with your own ears that you have been absolved. Get that sanctifying grace back in your soul. Get peace, consolation, strength, and some good advice. Get right with God and your neighbor and receive the Eucharist with joy. We hope you enjoyed this audio from our parish. You can find other homilies, talks, and interviews at our website, basilthegreat.org, or by subscribing to this podcast in your favorite app. Just search for St. Basil Catholic Church Brexville. St. Basil the Great, pray for us. <laughs>